Join me as I highlight small businesses in the craft industry with interviews on site at distilleries, breweries, and more. This podcast is all about getting to know the people behind the craft, celebrating their hard work, and of course, having a few samples along the way. Welcome to Crafted Conversations. In this episode, I traveled to Culpeper, Virginia to visit Belmont Farm Distillery and speak with famous moonshiner Chuck Miller. The word legend isn't enough to describe Chuck's influence on the craft spirits industry, and his expertise is showcased in several episodes of Discovery Channel's Moonshiners. In fact, while at the distillery, visitors had lined up to snag a photo and a bottle signed by him, which made me even more appreciative of the time he took to show me around the distillery and sit down for an interview. At nearly 80 years old, Chuck has been making whiskey since his grandfather taught him back in the day and has built up Belmont Farm alongside his wife Jeanette to be America's first craft distillery and famously shares his grandfather's original recipe of Virginia Lightning Moonshine around the nation. If you enjoyed this episode and others we've done, I'd appreciate it if you'd follow us on social media. We're currently active on Instagram and Facebook. And also be sure to follow us on your preferred podcast platform and leave a rating and review. We currently stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and others. Soon we'll even be doing this show in full video format, so stay tuned. Now, let's get to my conversation with Chuck. Cheers. Well, Chuck Miller, we're here at the Belmont Farm Distillery. Thank you for having me here, man. I appreciate this. Hi, Alan. Yeah, pleasure having you here today. So, uh, this I, I first of all, I want to say this is such a pretty farm. I, I drove up here from Fairfax, Virginia. Never been out to Culpeper. Shame yeah. on me. I'm glad I'm here now. If you get out of Fairfax, any place is pretty. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, but so tell me a little about yourself and tell me about the distillery. Well, let's see. Uh, we moved here about uh, 50 years ago, my wife and I. Been married for 53 years now. Uh, well, we had five kids. And uh, sometimes, you know, got a little tough farming. So I thought about what my grandfather used to do. Sure. He had a lot of kids, a lot of bills, too. <laughs> of course, I knew him in his later years. But anyway, uh, he invited me down to work with him. I wasn't sure what he was doing, but it didn't take me too long to figure it out. <laughs> he was quite a character. And then... Uh, I had to go away in the military. Does it Vietnam War came out back then? Wow. Anyway, I never thought I'd be fooling around with any kind of moonshine or drinks again. Uh, but when I came back, you know, family, all the bills, damn, I just got to do what Grandpa does. <laughs> so I called a, well, was the Bureau of Alcohol Tobacco and Farms at the time. Right. And uh, they told me no one has ever, no small person has ever asked for a license before. <laughs> Apparently, uh, 1980, they changed the law. Really? You, prior to 1980, you couldn't get a license. So I started mine and got, finally got it about, uh, since I was the first one, I think it took a lot longer. <laughs> uh, about 1988, I got it. So what that's been like, uh, pushing 30 years now I've been doing this. But it's been great and a lot of fun and I enjoy it. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's not a bad job. No. <laughs> so it, did, uh, it, it was just moonshine back in the day. Yeah, we started off with just our moonshine, grandpa's original recipe just corn yeah and uh we know the way a secret way we do it and makes a really good product and sure it's uh top selling moonshine in the state of virginia clear one not the flavor if you want right 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 the flavors very cool yeah 
Well, so what about you? Did you, I know you, you found out from your granddad that he was making moonshine and you wanted to follow in his footsteps. Did, were you a whiskey guy when you were a young man? Did you decide, Hey, I love, I love liquor. I love the science behind it. Well, well I always loved bourbon. Okay. I occasionally drank too much. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. But as uh, I got older, I learned how to control myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I like, uh, I like my bourbon and uh, all our products are great. I just, and just to get you to try one. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, we have some port here, and I, I'm excited to try some. But I, I do want to, I do want to compliment you because the, the space you have here is is very pretty. It's a very very nice place to sit down and have a drink. Well, we like it here. You know, it's a pretty place. It's quiet, away off the road, away from civilization. That's, you that's, come back here, you forget about everything. Yeah, that's you know? why I, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it, it's a testament too because you know I'm going around talking to craft distilleries and these small operations, and you know some smaller, some larger than you, but. I think I, I love that that TLC, that tender love and care that you have to put into the product because you're here. It's your farm. It's your product. You know, you you can go and do something that, you know, you're not restricted by this big corporation that's telling you what to do. No, nobody tells me what to do except the federal government. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to get permission for everything. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Did, is there is there something fun with the experimentation? I mean, have you I'm sure you have products that, you know, these are our benchmark. They're here forever because they're good and they sell. But do you have fun with the experimentation of like a new product down the road or? Yeah, we're always experimenting with different things. Uh, but, you know, flavors are in, but it's, it takes a little, a lot of effort to get them passed and get them where people like them. So we have some of the basic flavors. We got the apple flavor, mm -hmm. cherry, uh, and we got this new one, butterscotch. Came out really nice. So we might try something with that, you know. Hey, I'm not, I'm not opposed. Is there a, was there a bit of a learning process when you started doing this or how long did it take you to become the expert that you are now? Well, I'll have to admit my early batches weren't all that good, <laughs> but it was me and my son were cooking that day and we distilling our first batch, you know. Sure. I'd go and taste it. He'd go and taste it. How does it taste now? It's so good. Let's go taste it. <laughs> <laughs> so we never really closed that one down. <laughs> it closed us down. <laughs> I love it. Was there a, did you, did you find that? Like, I know there's a lot, of, a lot of places because they sell out so quick. They have to kind of play with the, the cash register of what, you know, what bottles are available and you can't really age it as long as you want to. Well, when we first started at Virginia Lightning, we couldn't keep it on the shelf. Sure. It was a hot seller. That was before the moonshine craze, you know? Right. Yeah. And uh, people were anxious to try it. Yeah. We sold a lot and we still sell a lot. It's still a great seller. Once you get hooked on that, you can't get off. <laughs> well, you, we, I, we should try it we were talking about it all right well let's give it a go huh so now this is 100 percent corn it's 100 proof uh you can taste the sweetness in it. it you know it's not all it's not all harsh has a great taste really so cheers cheers chuck thank you <laughs> yep oh that's good it is pretty good. that's yeah. a good white spirit yeah man yeah. And that's 100% corn? 100% corn, 100 proof. Yeah, that doesn't drink like 100 proof. That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, it's a great seller. Mm. And that's the same recipe that your grandfather used. Yeah, same one, all corn. How did, did he, uh, did, was he alive to, to teach you at all? or did you, Only uh, before, high, you know, in high school years. Okay. You know, then I had to go into the military. He passed away. <clears throat> gotcha. But anyway, it worked out good. I remember what Grandpa did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did he? Uh, did he have a? 
uh, a recipe written down somewhere? Or how did that? No, just from working with him. Just you just knew it. No, he did that the whole thing. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you're quite cool. a guy. <laughs> you said you're in the military. How long were you in the military? Mm, four years. Four years. Yeah. No, Grandpa used to come back to the farm, you know, with uh, bullet holes in the window, <laughs> mostly in the back window. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, you know, if you had a fast car, you get away. And That's right. You can't do that today. No. <laughs> you get a lot of Oh, man. Well, that's very good. That's very good moonshine. I'm, uh, like I, we had talked earlier that, you know, I haven't had it. I've seen it before. I've never bought it. And, okay. uh, and I'm, I'm, I, 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 I wanted to wait to come talk to you and have it because part of what sells me is, you know, this great flavor and great quality, but also the story. You know, I'm sure that helps with the shelf. Yeah, people always like to hear the story. You know? Yeah. Because there's a lot of moonshines out there that are big, you know, big produce. The moonshine craze hit. Yeah. And everyone made moonshine. Everybody makes it. Yeah. yeah. Even if they don't sell it, they make it in their backyard. Exactly. Everybody's <laughs> making it. Yeah. But I kind of set the standard, though, with this one. I think we ought to try one of the uh, flavored moonshines. Okay. How about a uh, butterscotch? Butterscotch. I can do butterscotch. Yeah, that'll give you some idea when you start flavoring what it tastes like. Right. Because it calms down. That's only 70 proof now. Okay. So you can enjoy it. It tastes a little better. You know. How are you adding the flavor? Is it just an infusion or is it? It's an infusion. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, came out real nice. A little bit of a butterscotch taste, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. When you uh, calm it down a little bit, huh? <laughs> it jumps right back at you, don't yeah, it? That's good. That yeah. Goes, that goes down too quick. Yeah. We sell a lot of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That'd be good in a cocktail. Yeah, he can make, I guess. Cheryl, you know, she can make all these cocktails with these whiskey. Huh? Oh, I'm sure. I'm just a, <clears throat> so what's, uh, we, we're talking up your moonshine because it's your original product and it's, mm -hmm. I mean, is that what you're more, most proud of? Is that moonshine? Oh, no, we got some uh, other products. We started off with uh, Virginia whiskey. Uh, it's a bonded Virginia whiskey. Okay. What I did was I went to the uh, U.S. Trade Office copyright Place downtown DC, mm -hmm. and I got uh, Virginia whiskey registered. Well, there's this guy down in Tennessee who makes Tennessee with you, Jack somebody. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to be like him. If he can make Tennessee whiskey, I can make Virginia whiskey, huh? Amen. So I got it labeled and protected under copyrights. Uh, but anyway, it's good whiskey. It's a little different whiskey. It's a lighter whiskey. Uh, basically, the reason because it's traditional bourbon recipe, corn, wheat, and barley. But we do it in a used barrel. Oh. Yeah. So you don't get that real heavy bourbon flavor. It's a real light, smooth whiskey. Right. And that's why and that's why you can't call it bourbon. Yeah, it's you can't a used call barrel. It it's a used barrel, right. Interesting. Uh yeah, it's a really a good product. And what's the mash on this? Well, it's uh fifty one percent corn. Yep. And the rest is split between wheat and barley. Okay. Yeah. So cheers. Cheers. Oh, that smells sweet. Mm-hmm. Now that's uh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's six years old. That's six years. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Did you so that six year statement? It was that a was that a time that you found that was the best, or was it? Did you try pulling it at four and say, ah, oh, it's not got, ready? Yeah, we got some at four, and it's not bad. Yeah. No, but it's a little cheaper at four. Uh, you know, a couple more years after a couple more dollars to the bottle, but it's bonded, which. Proves to everyone, you know, that it's our product. We don't source anything. Yes, sir. We even grow our own grain here. We start from scratch. You know? Yeah. No, I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah, we look out the window and that's like, that's where the burley is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. That's very good. And that's 100 proof. 100 proof. Yeah. Mm. What's your, uh, what's your best seller so far? Uh, well, aside from Virginia Lightning. Yeah. Uh, bourbon. Is it the bourbon? Yeah. Now the bond sells real good. Uh, but our single malt rye slowly catching on. Once you once they try them, I got a steady customer. Uh, but our bourbon's been a real good seller. Okay. You want to try that next? Let's try the bourbon next. All right. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's fifty percent corn and then half wheat and barley. Uh, and we aged it in a brand new barrel, like you have to do. Yep. But we use a number four barrel. You know, most uh, it's a char. Right. So, and most guys are using a three. You know. Yeah. So what you get when you go to a four? You get a more full body. You got a nice, heavy taste, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. The good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, so we offer two types of whiskey. See, so you have the Virginia whiskey. It's a little lighter. And you got the full flavor. Yeah. So let's get a try. Huh? Heck yeah. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. How you like that one, huh? That's notably different than the Virginia yeah. whiskey. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, it's different, but it's uh, wow. Yeah, it's been a real good stuff. That char, that char number four comes through quite a bit. Yeah, compared to the Virginia whiskey, because it's it's uh. Yeah, isn't it amazing how the barrel affects the taste, and it's the flavor, huh? It's wild. It is wild. It, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite things to explain to my friends and family who aren't whiskey drinkers. To yeah. you know, hey, that moonshine that's clear is the same thing that's in the barrel. Yeah, just with extra flavor. That's right. The color is all from the barrel. There are some places out there that are cheating. They had some caramel color. Oh, is that right? And they're wrong. <laughs> Are they allowed to do that? They're not. They they can't call it bourbon. They can't call it uh, rye. There's a couple legal legal designations. Oh, but uh, yeah, because like bourbon, you can't add anything to it. Oh. So, mm-hmm. but why would you? The, 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 yeah, why would you? The I mean, problem. It, when it becomes a little different color next time, so what? That's I mean, right. that's just the way it is. That's just the way it but is. But sometimes in the barrel eyes, you know, the ones that are way up top, they get more heat. Oh, yeah. And so they got a little different flavor than the ones in the bottom. They're a little slower. Right. So, But you try to mix the top of the bottom and try to come out with it's the same product. But <laughs> sometimes you can't get to the bottom. So you're all all tops, you know. <laughs> but it's a close, you know, it's close. Yeah. Well, that's another thing, too, that, you know, I'm glad you said that because the big boys are, they're curating all their bottles and, and their barrels to taste relatively the same. Every bottle of, you know, Jim Beam or that guy Jack we talked about is going to taste the same because it's it's meant to yours every barrel is going to taste different yeah. every bottle is going to have generally a different flavor so that, that's that's part of the craft yeah i mean uh, i'm not going to talk bad about anybody but the buffalo trace guy in there's Sazerac. yep uh i was look watching went down there for a tour you know he only has one one mash bill Really? And he makes Eagle Rare he makes Buffalo Trace he makes all these other products huh <laughs> Happy Van Winkle yep but it's all the same mash bill. Right. It depends where he puts it. Just a barrel in a specific spot. Yes. He's got some old barrel, old buildings down there where there's stone and they're damp on the river, you know. And they age differently than a, like a tobacco barn out in the middle of the field, you know. Right, right. So you get different whiskey and different chars. Uh, and he comes up with these different whiskeys. Of course, different ages. Yeah. Kind of neat. And different prices, too. And different prices. <laughs> <laughs> but he does real good with it. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've seen the... The, the news articles about Buffalo Trace, there it's like a thirty-five dollar bottle. Is it thirty-five now? But that's MSRP. You go into like Washington D.C. or places where they're not regulated, like Virginia is, you'll find it for like sixty-five plus. Oh, really? The secondary market has ate that up because Buffalo Trace has the name, 
and they know the bottle, mm. and it's going to sell for a lot. No, it's not bad bourbon. No, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad bourbon. But it's not worth bourbon. 70 bucks. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's Eagle Rare. It's really good. I like that. Yes. I love, uh, I yeah. love their tenure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Have, have you, uh, we're talking about your barrels a little bit. Have you, uh, have you found a Cooper's that you love? Or you- Yeah, we got a guy in West Virginia we really like. Uh, you know, they use the local trees over there. Okay. He's right close to the Virginia line. Cool. Uh, but they make our barrels for us. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Have you have you found uh, any any special one offs that you they lost a barrel in the back and it's like it's been sitting there for too long and it's like oh this is a thirteen year old bourbon let's try it out. <laughs> well, we had we had one bar one barrel that was stuck in the corner we couldn't get it out. So Twenty five years later we decide <laughs> we're going to get it out, huh? <laughs> we bottled that up in three seventy five and we put a heavy price tag three hundred bucks. Oh yeah, and it sold it. Did you? Oh, it sold it right out. Oh my god, amazing, huh? Yeah. So I got, I got some bourbon back there now. I'm saying it's ten years old, but I'm gonna wait. It's a little old. Yeah, right, right. I think a uh, twelve year old. Okay. So when it comes at twelve, I'm gonna sell it special. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, shall we? Should, uh, should we move to the the rye? Yeah. Tell me about See, your rye. All right, now our rye, of course, is all grown right here. Had a great crop this year. Uh, and it's basically all rye. I mean, a little barley, you need some barley, and uh, a little bit of corn. But I think it's like 90% rye. Okay. You know? And of course, we didn't know much that was going to taste because we've never made any rye before. <laughs> and uh, and I don't like rye. Right. It's too spicy, too not smooth for me. Yeah. So we made it in a darn, you know, we have to wait four years. And after four years, we popped it open. Darn, that stuff good. Huh? <laughs> but the market seemed flooded by then, so we went with bonded rye. We just want to prove to everybody, you know, that it's all made right here. Nobody else does it. Do the whole thing you got to do to be bonded. You know? Right, right, right. Uh, and it came out really nice. Okay. Yeah. Very so, cool. Uh, I think the marketplace is just kind of catching on to it now. Well, yeah, I was going to say that that that, that rye rye hasn't caught up with bourbon yet. No. Bourbon's kind of ruled the market. Yeah, everyone hears bourbon, they think it's, it's you know it's the best thing ever, and there's great some there's some great bourbon, but I think because of that, a lot of the single malts and rye have suffered because people don't want to try it. But just recently, I read that rye in the last couple of years has seen a spike. Yeah, now you know years ago rye was real popular. You yeah. go back twenty years or so ago, right? Or even longer, and it kind of died out. They made a lot of rye, you know, in Baltimore, Maryland. Yep, in Calvert. Cliffs, I think that was the name of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I think Sagamore. I think Sagamore might Sagamore, be. now he's up in Maryland, but he's newer. Yeah. He's only like, I don't know, 10 years old. 10, now. 10, 12 like years. That, yep. yeah. But he's doing real good with that product. He, oh, yeah. He, I see him over in Europe and I see him. I see him. <laughs> I run into him in Canada. I run into him. I run into him in Europe, England. I ran into him. Jesus. Yeah. Small world. Small world. Ain't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, shall we? Yeah. So you want to do the rye now? Yeah, let's do the rye. Okay. You'll taste this. You'll get the. Full flavor effect, you know. I love it. Cheers. Mm. Mm. That's uh, a good rye. What do you think about that rye? Huh? It's got just enough of that spiciness, where uh, it's not overpowering. You know, that barley really comes through on that, doesn't it? In a huh? good way. Yeah. Is it? It's not malted barley. Uh, it- a lot of you know, not a lot of it is, but not all. No. Okay. Because uh-huh. I do get a little bit of a chocolate malt on yeah. it with a spice. That's really a little good. bit of spice comes in with it. And it's not offensive. Sometimes, like you said, a Sometimes spicy rye. Sometimes it gets 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you can drink that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And how how new how recently have you started doing the rye? Oh, about a year now. Okay. Yeah. Is it selling pretty good? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. You know, uh, we don't enter a lot of contests, but every time we had one, we win. Um, we do a lot of those people choice. Yeah, yeah. Things. I like those better because I don't trust one judge. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean the one where you you know send a check and a bottle and yeah. say, "Hey, give me yeah. first place." <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah, yeah. We do it real good. We got everyone else got an award. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's doing fine. And once we get, you got to like rye to start with, right? Know? And it's hard to get a person that doesn't like rye to try to rye and to drink it, you know. But once they try it, they like it. Well, the big thing too with rye is, and I've noticed, is that you know you have people's palates who aren't accustomed to the burn of an alcohol or a whiskey, and then you try the rye. That rye spice can sometimes trick their brain to think this is a hotter whiskey than it yeah. is. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 that's not the that's the that's not the burn of the alcohol. It's the rye. It's the rye. Yeah. And like I was telling you before, like there's a lot of places that make a rye that's just meant to be spicy. And that's just too much. Yeah, some of it's too much. Yeah. I can agree. Well, I enjoy this quite a bit. There is a there is a a long malted finish on the tongue that I can't place. That is a, a unique rye. Yeah, it comes out really nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. And I love I love the story too. You bonded because it sets you it sets you apart. Yeah. People want to bond it right. Prove it's not rye. That's they right. Go to Jack Daniels or somewhere and buy it. You're Put right. your label on it. <laughs> Midwest Green, that's what people. Yeah, MGP. MGP. There are quite a bit of distilleries out there, and I talked to a few of them that that start with a, a sourced spirit. Yeah, and I don't think there's not and there's nothing much wrong with that, but no, but it gets them it gets them their cash flow. Yeah, quick. They got a lot of bills to pay. You know. Yeah. So I don't pick on them for that. No, no, no. But we got we got the option of doing it right. That's right. Now, yeah. and your white spirits pay the bills. Yeah. You know. Right. So, and I, I mean, that uh. Virginia Lightning, I'm actually curious. I, and this is kind of, we're kind of backtracking a little bit. That Virginia Lightning specifically, is that the same mash as your, uh, any of the other whiskeys? No, it's all corn. Have you thought about using that as putting in a barrel? Yeah, we've had people want me to do it, you know. Uh, I'm sure we'd make a great whiskey. Yeah, I'm just curious. No, we haven't done it. I don't want to taint the name of Virginia Lightning. Oh. <laughs> you know, we have 17 products now. Yeah, <laughs> you need 18. Maybe 18, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we keep chugging along. No, that's good. So what we got next? We got uh, single malt. We got to do the single malt. Now that, you know, is barley. 100% malted barley. Okay. Now, we raised the barley here, and then I built me a place to malt the barley. So we malted here, too. Mm. We do it all right here. Okay. Yeah, so I got this great big trough. I should have showed you. They got this great big trough, you know. Yeah. And then we fill it full of barley. And then we fill it full of water. Yep. <laughs> let it soak all night. Come back the next morning, drain out the water. Yep. And then start rolling it. You, know, you got to roll it over, over heat. Right. It only takes like three days. You'll start getting these little shoots, you know. Sure. And then I bought a peanut dryer. I don't know if you've ever seen a peanut dryer before. No. <laughs> it's your big trailer with a false floor. Okay. And then I hook it to a corn dryer, you know, like you would your green tank. Right. And we order it on in there. You know, level it off and turn on the dryer. Wow. Dry it down. And then we're all ready. Just whenever we're ready to make it, you know, we make it, you know. I'm a, you know, for the first 25 years, I was the main uh, distiller. But in the last 10 years, I got my son-in-law kind of coming in and taking my place. Sure. So I'm almost 80 now. And uh, when I pass on, don't fret. 
my son-in-law is going to keep it going. <laughs> good. Okay? Good, because I'm a lifetime customer. <laughs> all right. And he's real good at all this. We got to try this malted barley malted on the farm. On the farm. Yeah. Cheers 100% barley. Okay. Oh, yeah. How do you like that, huh? That's full of malted chocolate good goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you like malted whiskey, my God, this is it, huh? This is it. Mm, wow. Now, you said obviously most of the, all, all this is from your farm. Do you ever have a, a situation where you have to get from other farms or is it? I'm sure sometimes a season by season is good. Yeah, you know, sometimes we got the barley and we get plant and maybe the next year we do we do the wheat, the small range. You got to rotate them with the corn. Right. So sometimes you don't quite get it enough for the small range because you're wet. Well, the barley's got to be for two years. Right. Because you don't you plant barley again for the next year. So. Right, right. Uh, yeah, occasionally we run out of this or that, and we just buy from local farms. Okay. Yeah. Make up. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, I think I think local local still is local. Local is local. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's got two hundred acres. So we we do pretty good. Yeah. We can play corn usually. Oh yeah, corn yeah. is. But wow, that's a good single malt. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm impressed. Good. I'm glad you like it, huh? And I'm saying that as a Scotch drinker, because I, I love my. Oh, bourbon. you're a Scotch guy. I'm a Scotch guy. Okay, cool. Well, that's so, even better. You uh, now we don't have the smoke in it, you know, like the smoke the right. guys do. You the, know, the peat, the peat smoke. The peat, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I love my bourbons. I love my rise, but uh, I, you know, you put a gun to my head, I'll probably tell you I'm a Scotch drinker. Really? I love Scotch. Um, but I, I love Scotch. Stole everybody's business. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Well, even them too. They. Uh, they're, you know, they're a bunch of big corporations that are owned yeah, by the same people. Of, what's the, the big guy? Uh, Diageo. He, yeah, Diageo, he, yep. Yeah, he, a lot of that stuff. Yep. But uh, hey, I, it, it tastes good. It's too expensive. But I genuinely prefer coming here and talking to you and drinking the spirit that you've made on your farm. Because that's more of a story. And it tastes better because of it. I think. Cool. cool. Now we got one left we haven't tried with the ones we picked here. Okay. <laughs> That's the apple whiskey. Do you have an apple whiskey over there? No, Metro. No. We got two of them. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Pass this one over to you then. Thank now, you, sir. This one is our Virginia whiskey uh, mixed with apple juice. Okay. And uh, I you know Virginia is famous for apples, so we get our, we don't raise them ourselves. I go to Winchester up there. Okay. And get the apple, all that stuff. Uh, this to me is my favorite after dinner drink. Ah. <laughs> it's like a liqueur. Okay. <laughs> What's the uh, proof on this? Uh, seven, no, 80, 80 proof. 80 proof, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But it makes a real pleasant product, you know. And how does the apple flavor get into it? Oh, we mix the apple juice with it. Just, okay. Yeah, it's not uh, like a uh, moonshine apple. We got like a moonshine peach. It gets flavored a different way and it comes out clear. You know? Right, right, right. But this is added. Add the apple juice later. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Any added sugar or just the apples? No, no Good. sugar. Good. But it's sweet enough. There's a lot of sweetness in apple juice. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. No, it's just whiskey and apple juice. Nothing else. Good. Yeah. I know. I asked you after you asked you if there's any sugar. You said no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitively. Everybody thinks I'm using, no, I don't use any sugar anywhere. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> That's good. Well, All cheers. Right. Cheers. Oh, yeah. That's dangerous. <laughs> that goes down a little too easy. A little too easy. Especially for 80 proof. Holy crap. Proof, yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be careful. Oh. Mm. 
And it's got that thickness of apple juice, too. Yeah, it's that apple juice. You know how it, sticky it is? Yeah. Taste, huh? Yeah. If you don't like apple juice, you won't like it. But if you like apple juice, you're going to love it. You know what that'd be good in? What's that? A hottie toddy. Yeah. It would make a great hot toddy. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll be, I'll be leaving with a bottle of that. <laughs> I'll be leaving with a, full, a few bottles. <laughs> Very good. Well, there you go. Now you got an idea of what goes on here. Yeah. I know we have a, we have your gin to try. We'll get that to the second. Mm. Um, I do we wanna, haven't done that yet, huh? No. We'll uh we'll get to that. But I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what is your favorite and what do you prefer to, what's your most fun one to make? To make? Yeah. Oh, there, I like to make them in bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, all are, all are good. You know that uh, single malt? That barley is hard to distill. I was going to ask. Still having a problem with that. Still in that stuff. Yeah. It, uh, we use the uh, pot still. Mm-hmm. And then you got the coil, you know, and that some residue out of the barley sticks to the coil. Oh, you got to go in there and scrub it. Yeah, you got to go in there between batches, clean it up. Yeah. That's a nuisance. But, you know, it makes good whiskey. It makes a lot of it, too. I'm surprised. Yeah. You know, corn's a high volume producer. Right. Wheat's not so high, but that. I've heard uh, I've heard rye can be difficult. Yeah, too. rye. There's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got to clean up so much, huh? Afterwards, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the new corn isn't like that. Corn just comes out crystal clear and the coils are all clean and everything, you know? <laughs> I don't that rye and that barley. But anyway, it's all fun to me. Well, oh, speaking yeah. of making it, I've heard horror stories about gin, too. Gin? Because gin's got all the botanicals. Yeah. So do you uh, do you use the same still and then you clean it, or how does that all work? Well, what I do is uh, make a bag of goodies. You know, mm-hmm. all of my botanicals I'll put in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I started, I used to even pick my own juniper berries. I noticed there's a good crop on the trees this year. You notice that? Yeah, I have. Huh? I have. I go up there with a, a thing you know, like a supermarket people wearing a curry comb like you want a horse oh sure and comb them berries right out yes you get a bunch of them <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> but anyway uh yeah and I, I put it in a basket and hang it okay hang it in the doubler so you know there really isn't a lot to clean up you just take the basket out gotcha and throw it away good just the vapors get through yeah. all the flavor yeah so uh it's been working out and then we uh tried something a little different we did try to age it a little bit oh. so we aged it for a couple months yeah Gives a little bit of a brown color, but it, I'm not so sure that was a good idea. We already started. There was a time years ago. There was a Tom's Den. I don't know if you ever heard about it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Was, he was a. It was a. Yep. But it's, a, it's not a, people that try it like it, but if they don't try it. They don't like it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, and I told you before too. I'm not. A, I'm not a big gin guy, but I, I love. I love coming to places like this, and it's like, hey, we made some gin. Yeah, and it doesn't taste like gin that I'm used to. That you, you know, that I, you know, I got uh, in college. <laughs> it doesn't taste like Tangeray or nothing. Like yeah, that. but uh, we've got different uh, botanicals in there that aren't normal. Right. And you might be able to pick them up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, shall we? All right. Let's just do it then. So this is aged for a couple months? Yeah. It's just a little bit of a hue. A little bit of color. Yeah. If you put it more in a bottle, you can see it. Yeah. A little glass, you can't see it so good. a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's kind of soft. Mellow. Easy to drink. A lot more floral. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See, on the nose, it smells like a gin. But on the taste. It's a little, it doesn't taste like tangerine. You can taste the ginger berries. Uh, but we probably overdid it with the other one. Mm. I don't know if I should tell you. Put it. <laughs> Somebody else will be doing it now. <laughs> yeah, they're analyzing the podcast. Yeah. And they're like, what is this guy putting in? What's he got? What's he doing? <laughs> But that being said, though, you, I mean, even if someone, you know, you gave the exact recipes, exact step, exact whatever, and they make it somewhere else, it's still going to taste That's different. right. You know, uh, a lot of it depends upon your location, you yes. know, your your water, your still, your procedures, huh? Yep. Yep. It makes a difference. It does. Mm -hmm. it, very much so. And that's why I think these crap distillers that are popping up, that, you know, that the market's exploded. You, know, everyone, you were saying earlier, everyone's just getting a license. Yeah. In some ways, for, you know, us whiskey drinkers, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Well, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm proud of the fact we make a good product, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a good standard product. You taste what it's supposed to be, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> you taste it, you know. Yes, sir. And uh, we just haven't keep winning awards, but we... We put a man winning an award, and I figured that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> How many awards do you need, huh? <laughs> well, like I was saying, I think that's a big selling point for you is that you know you're here, you're 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 kind of the face of the brand a little bit because yeah. you're, you're the you're the you know the old farmer doing the cool thing yeah, here yeah, making I'm whiskey. Yeah, I mean, and you're you doing know, it. Could be feeding cattle. Yeah, you could be. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Do you have any animals on the farm? Well, you know, we used to feed all the cows, right? Feed them all out ourselves here on the farm. But yeah. I got so busy, I can't do it anymore. So I got a neighbor down the road. He gets all my mats and he feeds it to the cows. Oh, that's spent grain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm sure yeah. they love it. Oh, yeah. They go crazy. <laughs> but the guy can only do so much one day. You know? Right. Yeah. So are there any uh, grains that you uh, have wanted to experiment with that you haven't done yet, like spelt or oat? Because I've heard some experiments out there that people are doing. I did some oats. Okay. It was really good. Yeah. It was really, have you tried oat? Oat, moonshine. Was oat moonshine. Yeah, I had 100% oat moonshine up in northern Pennsylvania. How'd that come out? That was good. It was real. Yeah, it was really it good. was good. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. You don't think about oat. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, we can't really raise good oats here. It's a little too warm. Oh, I see. Okay. You gotta go, so I'd have to go to Pennsylvania or somewhere to get the oat. Yeah. I dropped out. Yeah, it does make good whiskey. Yeah. I, I was at I was at this distillery up in uh, northern Pennsylvania. They're... Uh, they're pretty small. They're they're just starting out. Just a little family. Um, but they uh they had a hundred percent oat whiskey. It was in a barrel, it only been there for two weeks. And I was down there, you know, uh doing this, and they uh they said, You wanna try some? They popped open the barrel and pulled some out. It had just a little bit of color, but it was so good. Yeah, I didn't uh age it. I just uh, yeah. you know, tried to red it still. It was good. It had a neat taste. I like it. Yeah, right. Yeah. What yeah. about anything is there anything that you uh, have wanted to experiment with or that you, you know, thought about, hey, or, or even like cask finished like stuff. Like, have you ever tried putting some of this in like a, a wine barrel? Or Yeah, a... we got it on our schedule. We're going to try some. Okay. I don't know. I've tried some before. I don't like it all. There was one I tried I liked. Yeah. So I forgot what wine it was. I think it was a port. Okay, like a port wine finish. Yeah. Because I think that single malt. like The like a... single malt inside that port might be a way to go. Yeah. Because, I mean, it by itself is phenomenal, but a special little special edition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're planning. We talk about that. Me and my son. He, yeah. He, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that. Of course, the, the older whiskey. Right. Uh, trying that. Uh, we got big barrels. We tried those. We had the 300-gallon barrels. Oh, they, wow. That's the name they call them. But, uh, 
It didn't age that good. It takes, I'm guessing it takes a lot longer. Yeah, so we've been 10 years now. Still slow. It does give a different taste. Sure. Know? Yeah. So when it gets up to 12 years, we might split it, put half of it with a wine barrel. Okay. And the other half on the market. We'll see how it goes. Sure, sure. Just for something different. Yeah. I mean, that, that's. I think that's part of the fun, too, is that you yeah. have a, like we were saying earlier, you have no one above you telling you what to do. Yeah. So if you wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. <laughs> You're going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. That's right. And I love it. Yeah. Well, well, we have 17 products now. So, you know, it's really tough just to keep all the books upright. Sure. Monthly reports drive me crazy. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but anyway, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. That's good. Yeah. I can tell you're, yeah, I can tell you love it. I can tell you're enthusiastic oh, yeah? about it. Oh, yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. That's it's a good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you go, huh? Man. Well, hey, it's, uh, oh, I should ask, where, where are you available? Are you in, all in Virginia or are you? Oh, we're in some of the local area. We're in D.C., Maryland. Okay. Uh, Delaware. And we do have some in North Carolina, some in Tennessee. Sure. Uh, but it, Virginia, the biggest market, yeah. People uh, in Virginia know it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, I'll be sure to bring some of this back to my Wisconsin family. So there they, you uh, go. They, huh? they can taste, the some, word, huh? taste some real Virginia whiskey. There you go. <laughs> That's where Virginia whiskey, you know, bourbon started in Virginia. You know that, you know that story? I've heard, I, so refresh my memory. I've heard that. Well, Elijah Craig, he was a preacher. He lived in Orange. Okay. And then uh, he had a whiskey shop there on the river in Fredericksburg. And he was a preacher. Sure. Okay. So he'd always come over and check on his whiskey in Fredericksburg <laughs> and go back to Orange. And people in Orange didn't know he was a preacher. I mean, he was a preacher, but didn't know he was making whiskey. <laughs> and one day the plant burned down. Anyway, some of the barrels got burned on the inside. Oh. Uh, and he went ahead and filled them anyway. Sure. And he got aged whiskey. Huh? <laughs> and then the people in Orange found out. They tarred and feathered him, ran, out, ran him out of town. He went over the mountain, which is now today Kentucky. Right. And uh, started making his whiskey. Oh, that's funny. That's Elijah Craig. That was, that was the story. That's a hey. That's a good. That's a good side gig for for a preacher. So there you go. So Virginia start uh, was the first one to start making whiskey. Like, I love it. There you go. And with every sip, we're drinking we're drinking some history. There you go. I love it. Well, Chuck, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me here, and uh, I look forward to uh, consuming more of your whiskey because it is very delicious. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that, and come back and visit us anytime. I would love to, and okay. I'm, I'm gonna bring friends too because this is a cool spot. I mean, you yeah. got you got. You got a place to come see. It's uh like you said, it's outside of Fairfax. Yeah, so. you want to see our big festival. We have one. I think next one's May fourth. Okay. Oh, uh, a lot of people will come. Place will be packed. We'll be able to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's why I'm doing this because we get to share whiskey and be you know communal. Yeah. It's a community great. of whiskey drinkers. So. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah. Well, Chuck, thank you so much, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Sounds good. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The more reviews, the easier we are to find.
Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on social media so you never miss any of our updates. Be sure to share this episode with your friends and always be sure to drink responsibly. There are quite literally thousands of distilleries, so we're just getting started. Stay tuned for more conversations with master distillers, distillery owners, mixologists, and even bar owners, and more. Cheers. Cheers.